I'm your host, Denzel Dionso, and you're listening to Shift, the show that brings in different people from different walks of life to discuss stories and ideas about human performance and wellness. The goal of Shift is to challenge you to change your mind, your body, and your life, and to give you tools that you can use to navigate your life better so you can think, feel, and perform at your best. Making a shift in your life can be difficult, but it's the only choice that we have if we truly want to make the most out of this existence. We're all meant to evolve and mold ourselves into a new shape. So my friend, let the shifts happen. guys so for today's pilot episode for shift we have a very young and talented female tech entrepreneur samantha kapunan samantha is also a yoga instructor and the creator of satori lifestyle and wellness which is a two-week holistic personal lifestyle program that helps people reconnect with their bodies and help them reinvigorate with themselves so to be honest i didn't really know who samantha was until we hopped in on the show and dove really deep with her story. And just to share to you a backstory, I was searching on the net about this online wellness event called UFES. So just so you know, UFES had a series of talks and seminars featuring different people from different walks of life, having a shared goal, which is to inspire people to take action with their health and well-being. And so I stumbled upon her profile and checked on Instagram what she does for a living and how she's actually helping other people. And true enough, I also searched her name on YouTube and there I found a 14-minute clip and you can also watch this. And she shared in full detail about her story and her journey and how she ended up being in this position right now. So... You know, I'm deeply grateful and honored to have Samantha, especially for the first episode of Shift, because I really feel that Samantha is a person that embodies what Shift is all about. And I know and I understand how difficult the journey was for her, but I am deeply inspired by her authenticity and vulnerability. So on this episode, you'll find that we discuss why understanding your past is crucial and is important for your own healing. We also talked about how the body is connected with our minds, especially when she shared that she was experiencing at the lowest point of her life and how that affected her physical health. We also discussed her very transformative two-week training called Kokoro, which she had in Bali, Indonesia. And, you know, that's really amazing. Um... I will leave it up to her to share to you how that actually changed her life, you know. And it's just an understatement to just say it changed her life because, you know, I finally realized how that really influenced her reality from a low state of being to a heightened state of being. Um, we also talked about, you know, how taking care of yourself while going after your goals can be possible for a lot of us. Because I think for most of us, we have this 
preconceived idea that it's pretty impossible to take care of our health, be responsible for ourselves while chasing after our dreams. And I feel like Samantha is a perfect testament that, you know, taking care of your health and going after your dreams is actually manageable and possible. And it's something that we owe it to ourselves to take charge of our own health. Finally, on this episode, we also talked about seeing the body as a whole. And for me, this is actually the main theme of the episode, which is how to how we can actually work in harmony to put our bodies and our minds and our spirits to work all together and to work in harmony. So again, you know, having Samantha is a perfect fit to start shift because you know, shift is really all about transforming people and helping people align their bodies, their mind and their spirit because being healthy is actually being whole. You know, and I always talk a lot about this when I talk to people, when I have these conversations with people with that we can't really be truly healthy if we cannot really change our perspective about life. You know, you can have the best programming in the gym, you can have the best nutrition plan and eat all the most nutrient-dense foods in the world. But if you're not going to heal yourself from a mental standpoint, from an emotional standpoint, it would be really, really difficult for you to transcend and, you know, be able to jump through the hurdle, and especially if you want to optimize your wellness and your well-being. I'd also like to remind you that you can also subscribe to this show. Feel free to subscribe and leave a 5-star rating review. And also feel free to share this episode if you find any value uh, from Samantha or from me. Feel free to share this to your family, your friends and loved ones and tag us on Instagram at BeWellWithDenzel and at Sam Kapunan. So that's Sam, S-A-M Kapunan, K-A-P-U-N-A-N. Share it to your Instagram stories, tag us and uh, we will be surely to repost it. Okay, finally, without further ado, I'm bringing you our conversation with the one and only Samantha Kapunan. Samantha, thank you so much for being a part of my Shift podcast. This is actually the first episode and I'm <laughs> grateful to have you here right now. And, you know, like what I mentioned earlier, I watched this 40-minute clip about you on YouTube. And for those who are listening, I encourage you guys to check it out or check Samantha's page on Instagram. You know, um, so can you walk us through first ask you like how did you end up being here and like maybe you can share your story about your journey and how you how you really started out and what led you to where you are right now with um <clears throat> you mean um the video is about uh, my experience in a mental training um mental training in bali called kokoro so prior to that I was, I mean, I still am. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a tech startup founder. 
So we have a transport booking uh, service called I Want Seats. So I, I was in this, you know, startup tech uh, entrepreneurship, woman entre- entrepreneurship scene for a few years. And <clears throat> I was there pretty young. So I was really hustling, you know, pretty young. And I, I, I like that I like that that's really, you know, what I like to do. I like technology. I like. Um, entrepreneurship and empowering, inspiring women and young people. And uh, but after you know a few years, like three years ago, I found out that my mom was diagnosed with with cancer. And this was the same time when I was having a lot of difficulty with the business, you know, dealing with investors, internal operational issues, which which is normal. But at that time, I I was really lost, like, because I I wanted to take care of my mom. <clears throat> I wanted to be there for her, and and I was so scared, you know, at that time of losing her because she, she was so young. I was also so young. I, I was not prepared for it at all. So that's when it started really becoming challenging for me. Um, you know, trying to manage the business, leading people, and, and it's very difficult if you're stressed at home you have these things going on privately but but at the same time you have to keep up a certain energy because the people deserve this from you you know you're leading a company you're you're serving customers people are paying you to do something so you you had to keep that balance so i really tried to do that for two years uh, while you know i was witnessing my mom slowly slowly succumbing to her her illness yeah and um but for me in order for me to stay strong i really looked for a way you know and i i went to the doctors because i was already getting stressed and the stress was making me very sick my immune system was so bad like i i got sick from the smallest things what was your relationship like with your mom like in the past Maybe you can walk us through. Yeah, my mom, of course, you know, your, your parent is your closest relationship physically. Uh, you know, your your whole being was, you know, brought here by your yeah. parents. So I, I was very close to my mom in a way. Like she was my, my closest friend because she's very young. The way she, she gave me, she gave birth to me when she was 19. Okay. So it was like a sister kind of relationship. So you didn't see her as like a mom figure. It's more like a, a friendship thing. Of course, she was my mom, but I I was able to be very open with her, you know, and and uh like my relationship. She'd hang out with my friends, you know, come drinking with us, um, that that kind of thing. Cool, because I think that's one of the missing links that I think I have. You know, I my mom is at her early 60s right now and mm. grateful to have her right now still but like hearing that from you that's one of those things that I wish I could have had before like this more intimate bonding because I'm grateful because they they gave me all the my basic needs having having a shelter food and all these basic needs you know. but then you know I wish I could have had more um like quote unquote 
friendship bondings with her, especially with my parents. But unfortunately, it didn't set up that way. But regardless of that, I think I'm still grateful because they have given me whatever I need in supporting me. But yeah, uh, just continue your story. You know, I, I really appreciate that because actually who we are now is really largely shaped by how we were yeah. first seven years of our lives because this is like um, us really learning how to interact with the world. So whoever's taking care of us, our parents played a huge role in the kind of person that we grow up to be now. And and this is the, the behavior that sometimes we don't understand why we're doing it, but actually it goes back to that, you know, how we were raised, how our parents were. And actually your situation, I guess each of us would have it. And there was a time I also said that maybe it was better that my mom had me when she was older, when she figured things out more, because it, it, I, I said it was cool to have um, a young mom, but at the same time, it was also very difficult for her. I knew that she was not to- totally ready to have a child. So I also grew up feeling that difficulty that she had raising me. So I think both situations, you know, um, would have their um pros and cons mm-hmm. so as we grow we just we just deal and we just live with the reality and you know the situation that we were brought up in yeah and it's important that you're aware uh, what's important is you're aware of you know how this affected you yeah. and the situation now so from there you start you know that's why I'm actually into parenting because it's kind of weird because when I tell people that I'm really curious about parenting, they always tell me, how come you're very in it when you're still at your late 20s, you know? But like for me, it's like what you said, it's always about understanding your past, how you were brought up and how you can actually break the pattern so that when you are fully equipped and ready to become a parent, if you decide to, then that's the time you can you know, com- uh, like uh, commit to yourself that you're not going to c- commit the same mistakes that your parents had before. Yeah, I, I recommend, if, I, I don't know if you're familiar with Dr. Gabor Mate. Have you heard of him? I've heard of Dr. Shafan <laughs> Sabari. So. Gabor Mate. He's, he's, he's a integrative wellness. He's a doctor, but focused on integrative wellness because he, he knew, you know, the technicals of medicine, but at the same time, uh, the psychological and eventually the spiritual side of it mm-hmm. because he, he had a, a d- difficult past also. He was um, born in a, during the war. He was a Jew. Mm-hmm. So he, he, he was also into this, you know, how your, your past. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks. So I recommend uh, reading up on him or watching his videos on YouTube. All right, sure, sure. I'll I'll check it on the I'll check it on YouTube and then I'll put it on the show notes so that people can actually check on him as well. All right, so maybe you can continue from you know the moment you <clears throat> and uh, knew that your mom was battling cancer. You can start from there again. So when she was battling cancer, of course I. I it really broke my heart, you know, and and my dad chose to also, you know, stay at home so he could not run his own business. He, he took time away from his own career to be with my mom. 
So I'm I'm the eldest, so I felt very responsible to you know help keep things together, um, take care of the house, and support my dad and my mom, my sister and my brother. So it was really a lot of you know um, <laughs> thing to do, and uh, for me. I needed, I, I knew that I needed something to help myself, naman, like for me, who would help me? How, how would I be strong enough for this? And that's how I ended up committing myself to yoga practice. So during the two years that my mom was sick, I didn't go out, I didn't date anyone, you know, my social life was really like focused on work, um, my family, mm-hmm. and yoga. So this was my cycle. Um, throughout that time. This was the first time you actually stepped on the mat and practiced yoga? Or I, I did pra- yoga before, but it was more for, I, it was not a, a deep motivation, you know, it was for fitness, fine, it was for flexibility, just to feel good. Yeah. But, but this was the start when I had a deeper relationship with my yoga practice. It became more, more mental, spiritual for me. I read the post about one of your posts on Instagram and you said there that because um, I, I can totally resonate with that when I started my fitness journey all I had all, all I really wanted was to look good in front of a mirror like aesthetics I think that's pr- pretty pretty much like most of us actually started but after years have gone by I realized it wasn't that sustainable and I had this deeper relationship with movement and movement with play um, it's for me, I treat it like a meditation already because yeah. it's it's a moment for me to silence everything and just, you know, honor my body, focus on myself. So I don't, well, it's unfair to say that I don't prioritize the physical aspect of fitness and well-being, but like it goes deeper than that. And that's yeah, what you're saying as well. That's good. That's a good uh, thing to share because... It's not that you're not prioritizing your body. Actually, if you see yourself as a whole, you know, you're, you're, you're a whole person, you're your mind, your body, and your spirit. Mm-hmm. So in the yoga, the yoga way, we start externally. And then uh, from external, you come inside and then high. That's how you come into the, the ultimate meditative state. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you start externally with your, your values, with others, your relationship with your environment. That's why you hear some, a lot of the yogis are vegans because this way respects life, no harm, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then you come into yourself, your physical practice, your breath work. Um, ultimately, it prepares your body and then internally your mind to put you in meditation. Mm-hmm. Because in the meditation, that's when you eventually come, you know. That's true. Your higher self, your divine um, <clears throat> self. So your path is actually integrated. You use your body to get to your mind and to get to the spiritual yeah. um, aspect. Yeah. And then, so you, you that, at that time, you were basically holding a lot of responsibilities you know, with, with work, with your family, and everything. So what, what, what happened after that? Yeah, I held this up for quite a time, you know, uh, and then eventually my mom passed away but during that time because i was doing my yoga practice i was able to share this with her how to um, alleviate pain how can she you know because when you're getting when cancer really is really 
painful in 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 all ways so how do we 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 did some stretches together actually before i became a yoga teacher she was my first student because mm-hmm. what i learned i shared with her you know um small exercises to relieve her pain how to meditate how to breathe like this so <clears throat> at least i i had the fortunate um time oh. to do this with her and it my yoga practice and my ultimately my spiritual practice started here because the practice became very deep mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so then she she passed away and then this was the time that i said i i cannot you know continue this anymore like um i need time to process things to to honor her mm-hmm. To honor the loss, and I think that part of my life was already finished, like it was already an end of a chapter, and I could not continue with work. It will not do my work justice if I'm in such a bad state, you know. Um, that's when I developed panic attacks, uh, anxiety. I could not sleep, and then my my sickness got worse. Not one sickness, but everything was happening. You know, I was having allergies. <laughs> I could not. Like, through the day without anything. Yeah, well, I was watching the 14-minute clip. I heard about it, and then that's when I realized na, oh nga, no, parang it's true na whenever we have these emotional states, no, it manifests physically. Na, diba you said there na you, you weren't really having those the past years, you know. It's just that after when you after your mom passed away, this is the time that you were experiencing all of these. Um, allergies and all of so yeah. I think it's important for people to understand as well that you know we keep seeing the same thing like the, the body is the mind ganyan. but it's true when we are actually dealing with stress emotional stress especially chronic stress it actually manifests in the body physically exactly this is also what I learned the most important thing that I learned is you know what happens to me physically I always have to think how my state of mind is exactly mm-hmm. because when you're in harmony when you feel balanced then it will manifest in 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 your body mm-hmm. like like recently I I just had like a month long episode of allergies and it was I I had to really think why am I having this allergy like I didn't even know what I was allergic to it's just I I would have hives like my skin would itch so it's not a complete cure that you will never have it but the the important thing is you understand yourself better mm-hmm. so when it happens again if it does happen you know how to bring yourself back to to harmony so when like going back to that when my mom passed away that's when I decided to leave Um, not really leave, but take a break from from you know the hustle, like the daily grind, <laughs> because you're in a different state, right? I, I'm I was like okay, I I gr- was grinding every day, you know. So now I'm state, you know. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> you know the motivation, like Tony Robbins, go for it, you know, fight more here, <laughs> that kind of thing. I I I was not at that phase anymore when my mom passed away. And that was like I took the opportunity to to go deeper into my yoga practice, and then that's when I went to Bali to take the yoga teacher training because I wanted to, you know, 
uh, go deep and be able to share it. My goal at that time was for people like me who were working, you know, um, building a career. My my goal was to let them know that you don't have to choose one over the other, your career or your health. That you can you can you know be a career person and still have the you know balance. Mm-hmm. And that was my reason for for wanting to teach yoga, to coach people. So I took the teacher training. And then at the teacher training in Bali was when I met my coach. The Kokoro training. Kokoro coach. Because my my classmate in yoga was his cousin. And my my classmate, you know, knew the struggle that I had and referred me to him. And then, you know, I got to know him. And then when you meet the coach, because you will feel this trust. Like, I, I really felt trust with him. He has this aura, his it's kind of energy. Yeah, it's a different um, presence to be in. So I trusted him because I, I knew he also had the struggle. He, he had multiple sclerosis. Mm-hmm. Like he was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis and said he only had two years to live. And <clears throat> that was when he started his journey of, you know, um, traditional ways of healing like Zen, um, Qigong. And then after that, that's when it, it was healed or he, it just disappeared. So Without any uh, traditional medications? Like, like Western. So we, we separate you know, Western medicine with traditional Eastern, right? So what we do now is well, what he did was more Eastern. Eastern, yeah. Eastern. Way. Because the Eastern way, they see you as a whole. <clears throat> Body, mind, soul, you're, you're, you're in harmony. And when you're not in harmony, that's when the sickness comes. Because you know, it creates this balance and, and um, sickness. Mm-hmm. And then right after that, you, like, so you, 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 you were dealing with this training for, for, for how long? Two months? Like, how long? I had um, 14 days. Oh, 14 days. Okay. Yeah, it was a 14 days because a uh, 14 day treatment because um, it's a one-on-one treatment okay. training because um, their way is you. Every person has a you know specific thing like like we discussed before. They were raised differently. Each has like a unique way made up of unique things. So you need a specific program for each. Person. Yeah, correct. And uh, he, it's also an exchange of energy. So the whole two weeks, he was focused on me, um, just me, you know, uh, going deep into my mind, uh, pushing my limits through physical exercise, making us, making me do the hard exercises. But ultimately, the exercises were for to get to my mind, to face. So for those who are listening, it's not your typical. Weight training, no. Parang, kasi I, I saw some of your videos, like you, you guys were blindfolded, and you yeah. guys need to hold the pose while while being blindfolded, not so. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I wish we would show maybe in 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 after this video we could show some pictures, but um, <clears throat> the the body is the instrument to get to your mind. Mm-hmm. 
So it wasn't about building abs. Your abs will disappear in a week, right? <laughs> but the point is, how do you build a stronger mind whether you have abs or not? Mm. Um, because uh, this is what's most important ultimately is your mind. It's, it's what stays whether uh, your body changes through time. Mm. So the blindfolded exercise, like you said, was important to remove like external stimulation because this is parang distracting your mind. Yeah. Same as meditation. When you go into meditation, you really try to block like your um, external stimulation so you could go in. Yeah, because it's totally blocked. Right? You can't see anything. So you're forced to really go inward. Yeah, you're really, you're really forced to, to now activate Correct. Um, awaken yung, yung internal senses mo. That, 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 that was the powerful thing because these senses, we don't train them That's true. in ordinary life. Because we, actually, we don't need them to survive. Yeah. But to go higher, to go to the next level, you, for people like us, you know, uh, we, we need this. We want to activate this. We want to be more aware. We want to do more. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the blindfold uh, exercises did that, and then also extreme extreme exercises like one time and the end exercise I had was we had to walk 120 kilometers for a day, like in 22 hours. So it was just walking, walking, walking the whole day. Um, I was in so much pain, but during the walk. I faced so many, like all my emotions, I faced it, like joy, mm-hmm. uh, grief, um, <clears throat> anxiety, fear, uh, anger. You know, I was getting angry along the way, like the smallest bumps, I was feeling it, I was getting angry. Um, I was crying towards the end and towards the ultimate end, I was like not feeling anything anymore, like I was almost dead. But that was the thing about this kind of training is you face these different emotions um, and conquer them. Mm-hmm. Like how how would you what would you do if you were faced with something that scared you? Would you succumb to it? Would you back down, or would you use it to empower you? Mm-hmm. Uh, would you use it as your own power? You know to move more forward. Would you say that fear is usually just a made-up thing in our minds. Fear, yes, definitely. Fear is in the mind. Um, uh, I, I met people who are totally like almost fearless. They will do anything. Uh, you will see this in how people are conditioned, right? Some people are, are fearless in, for example, killing someone because they were not programmed to value life. Mm. So it doesn't scare them. It doesn't. They don't find value in in preserving it, because in in a maybe maybe they were raised in a, you know, totally isolated island, mm. <laughs> teaching, uh, learning a different information. So it, it's really how you know your your mind, your beliefs, uh, your your values, how you're made up, mm-hmm. what, what causes fear in you, and this kind of program faces makes you face yourself this way like why why am i afraid of this why was i scared of the pain why why is this causing anxiety for me 
And that brings us to like what we, we mentioned earlier, understanding your past. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Understanding your past because it's knowing yourself. It's really knowing yourself. Um, that, that will ultimately give you peace. Yeah. Can you walk us through maybe just like a gist? Because it's, it was a two-week training, right? Maybe just for a random person. Uh, maybe you can try to uh, share a gist of a specific day of being just there in that Kokoro training. Okay, so Kokoro... What, what was uh, it like? To be like yeah. So during the two weeks, uh, we had we learned rituals so rituals are very important to you know ground you um program your mind so we have rituals in the morning for example we would wake up very early do our meditation affirmations if you heard the affirmations you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. um journaling so even now this is also what i do and what i teach my students the rituals is very important correct correct um, and then we do some exercise in the morning. Not not just any physical like like fitness exercise, right? It's really like a test, <laughs> like a <Yeah>. an exercise. <laughs> and then rest in the midday. Um, and then a, a second session in you know towards early evening. Mm-hmm. And then evening rituals. And then. During the time in between, we talk, we talk, I talk with the coach because this is very important. He's explaining why I'm doing certain things. Yeah. yeah. You integrate everything. You make sense of what, what's mm. happening, what you're doing. Why are you doing this? Why did you not do that? Or why, why did you push me? Why did you say this to me? You know, you can ask him anything. So we talk and then, yeah, that was, that's basically it. But each day was, you know, a challenge. I'd, I'd wake up to, like, oh my gosh, what am I going to face today? Like, what fear am I going to conquer today? Point during that whole two-week training that you're, you were almost uh, giving up already. Or you were really that motivated and persistent to, like, really finish it. Mm, personally, I, I really, you know, I really don't. Like when I commit to something, I really want to push through with it. But there were points like the walk, you know, 130 mm-hmm. kilometers. I was dying. I was like, can we just stop here? I think I've done enough. That kind of thing. But I think, you know, when you, I think I've heard of a lot of stories, people walking across America, you know, from the, the, to the East Coast all the way to the West Coast. And they do it primarily for, you know, spiritual purpose. So, yeah. Oh, the I, Japanese monks, yeah, that do it. And the, re- the most recent, I know, see Mike Posner, the singer, the rapper. Hmm. He walked from, I think he started from New Jersey and then he walked all the way to Venice Beach in Los Angeles. So, yeah, he was just, because he was, you know, like you, he was so much in the grind uh, the, couple, the past couple of years. But he realized he didn't want the fame, talaga. So, he wanted to have that shift or that change in himself. And that's why he decided to take that long, long walk. What is his name? Mike Posner. Posner. Yeah. I love him. Please don't go. Baby, please don't go. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, the reason why 
um, the reason for this activity, this kind of thing is uh, ultimately you shed everything, you shed the pain, you shed your attachment to pain or worrying about the pain. The physical is just the physical. Mm-hmm. Um, same with uh, yogis who starve, who go into fasting. You know, you really shed your attachment, your your feeling of hunger, uh, because it's the only way to really go deep and end high. Mm-hmm. So where are you right now? Because you mentioned also, like I heard you say this that after the two week training, that's really the, where the real work begins. You know, so yeah. I think when you start to, because people, I think mistakenly think that when you finish let's say when you get quote unquote awakened that's when the work actually finishes but I think when you start being aware and being more in tune with yourself that's actually where the work starts to begin because you're more you're more being aware with everything and that's why I think you're gonna be very very um, uh, not really meticulous but like in tune with whatever you're doing in everyday life. So where are you right now? Exactly. Um, <clears throat> so I'm still a work in progress, of course, but I have more clarity, right? <laughs> mm. um, I, you're right, because when you, this is like, this training was like just a lab, laboratory, you know, uh, you simulated uh, situations that you will face in real life, like death or, or loss, or you know, really, really tough situations. You you simulated this there, and um, it's really a training for life. So where I am now, I I'm still in you know in the tech entrepreneurship space, but I want to focus on creating an integrated life and, and teaching people that this is possible. So I build my, my life into wellness also. Yeah, that's Satori, Satori PH, no? Yeah, so Satori was really built for people who want to integrate the wellness side into whatever they're doing, you know? And, um, if they're moms, like working moms, how can they be balanced? How can they be balanced? Or, or if you're in the office, um, I, I was teaching yoga in the office also because most of the people who are stressed are the very people who cannot even go to yoga or, or take care of their health because they're so focused on this, you know, working, being in the office for the whole day. So these are the people I wanted to reach. The people who want to work, live their lives, uh, but but have that balance mm-hmm. and harmony. It's maybe for you such a great feeling to just, you know, paying it forward to your teacher. Like after you've done this training, it's time for you to give back and help other people. Because that's the that's the like the best ways to actually learn, integrate the lessons that you've gained. It's paying it forward and contributing to the world. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, this is actually the worst part of any episode is uh, actually ending it. But like, uh, can you? Uh, share to people where can they find you more and the work that you do. Oh, right now I'm just on Instagram. I guess this is the easiest. Like I, I already left Facebook. I mean, I'm still there, but just for Messenger. <laughs> so 
Instagram, Sam Kapunan. And that's it. Yeah. Any message to the listeners? Like, what do you want to impart to them? Um, I wish and I'm happy that I'm, I'm able to share this with you. And I guess for me, um, if you want to, if, if there is a way for you to view yourself, is that you, you are a whole person, you know, your body, mind, and spirit is, is um, you're one with these three things. So, and one of the most important, you know, discoveries actually I had before uh, the last months was that the root word of health is to be whole. Mm. So to be healthy means to be whole, to be, to have your mind, body, and spirit in harmony. And when this is not in harmony, that's when you find, you know, these things that come out in, in headaches allergies that mm-hmm. these small things so <clears throat> that's just i guess the, the basic thing that i want to impart <laughs> paradox because you know? when you talk about health and we're talking about that whole thing it's kind of difficult for me especially for me when i when i was starting out it's difficult for me to grasp that idea but i think it's for us to experience that along the way that you can't just teach it you have to experience it Exactly. It's all experiencing. It's all, all practicing because you can learn so much, you know, you can study so much. Yeah, that's right. Love to act on All right. Uh, thank you, Samantha. I honor you again for your vulnerability and I hope people can hear more about your story and get inspired and, you know, understand their past and their story so that they can also heal themselves just like how you did for yourself. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Have a good one. Alright guys, I hope you really enjoyed that wonderful conversation with Samantha. Just to give you a couple of reminders, if you haven't, subscribe to Shift. I really need your help in spreading the word. And number two, share this episode if you have received a lot of value in it. Share it to your family, your friends, your loved ones, or to anyone that you feel might benefit from hearing the story of Samantha. Because you really never know whether that's a person you know, whether it's a person you don't know simply by sharing it on your major platforms can actually impact or can actually be well received by people especially for those who are needing support and needing to hear the story and the vulnerability of samantha so uh, just to give you an update i'll also be releasing one episode per week for shift um so it's gonna be a weekly thing i promise and i'm committed to doing this weekly so I'm going to bring in guests that will elevate your performance, your longevity, and your wellness. And, you know, it's actually going to be a fun. It's going to be a fun ride. It's going to be a ton of stories and inspiration from different people, from different walks of life. So I'll see you next week. And be sure to subscribe and share. I'll talk to you soon and take care.